how to manage and set up your podcast RSS feed. We'll discuss new Apple RSS feed changes. Hide your play and download numbers now if you want. Well, this is Spreaker Live Show, episode 116 on June 21st, 2017. Thank you so much for joining us again. My name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the head of content at Spreaker. Thanks for downloading and just clicking play wherever you happen to be listening to us in our own app or in iTunes or the Apple podcast app or a million different places that this show is is heard right now. So, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Mr. Alex XM, who's the host of the XM Experience podcast on Spreaker and uh, is my trusty co-host on the, on the show as we explore the depth and complexities and fun of podcasting on this show. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Trusted. Hey, I like that, Rob. Can I get your credit card information? Yes, please, yes, please. Yeah. Swipe <laughs> glad to be back. Glad to be back and glad <laughs> to have you back, Rob. You were greatly missed last week. And uh, I know you had fun. I looked at the photos that you had there. They look great. And uh, you were missed last week. And we did the little uh, call-in show. And it was fun. So Yeah, we I want to hear all about the, what would happen with the call-in show. I mean, it was I, good. a lot of the same folks that listen to this show, uh, I, I think, joined you on that, right? You betcha. It was some of our uh, more fateful tribe members. Um, Linda called in. You're, you're familiar with Linda Irwin. Yep. And uh, with Awesome Insanity Surfers. And she actually has a bunch of other shows I didn't realize doing video now. Uh, we talked and uh, also um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, who goes by, um, sorry, Internal Monarch is his handle on Spreaker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he called in too. So yeah, and uh, there was some, uh, also other people, uh, who was it? I think it was Gail and another person were tweeting in the chat. So some people didn't call in, but were active in the Spreaker chat. And I got to say, it's an art form, Rob, to do a call. Well, you, as you do, you do it with this, you know, you and I do with Skype. But it's an art form to actually deal with the comments in the chat on the Spreaker Studio yeah. and talk. I, I'm just one of those people I can barely chew bubblegum and walk. But, you know, trying to look at the chat, I kept missing people. You know, I'm, I'm talking and babbling and I kept missing stuff in the chat. So next time I'll be a little more uh, cognizant of that. So it was fun. And, uh, you know, we should do it sometime. You know, when, when, maybe one day we'll do a call-in show. I've got, I've got a number for it now. So I had to buy a Skype number. So, well, I mean, if you want to, cheap. we could just, uh, if you wanted to pick a pick a day dur during the week, and uh, we can just set up, you know, I mean, we still do the our regular show, but maybe we just do yeah. a separate show for a half an hour or something like that, and um, just uh, take calls and talk about whatever everybody wants to talk about. We don't come to it with a with an agenda necessarily. We just uh, do whatever open lines, the, yeah, the, the audience wants to talk about. So. I think that's great. I know that the listeners would probably like it. Well, we can ask them and they can comment, I guess, and just, you know, give us a comment if you think that's a good idea. And also, what day and time would be the best, Rob? Because that's one thing, obviously, we'd have to figure out for our schedules and theirs. One thing I think was part of the problem, it was 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So I don't know if that was the best time. So leave a comment when you guys think it might be good. And Rob yeah. and I will set that up. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Too, Thanks, Rob. Be like uh, late in the week or something like that. We do this show live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern uh, from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So if you're listening on some other platform, uh, you can certainly uh, find us at that uh, domain name, SpreakerLiveShow.com, and uh, catch us live right off of that do domain name uh, and uh, comment, do whatever. That basically is a redirect that goes into our landing page uh, for the show on Spreaker. 
Uh, it's not its own separate website, so it just points uh, back to the Spreaker page on Spreaker that uh, that, that has um, all of the capabilities that we need. You know, has all the old episodes, has uh, not uh, old episodes. Those are the archived episodes. It's the more appropriate way to say that, Alex. Yeah, you don't want to don't want to date us. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to say old because th- that implies that they they don't have as much value, right? Our stuff is evergreen, Rob. It's evergreen. It is evergreen, Alex. Yes. It stays green. You don't even have to water them. So I love throwing around those marketing terms and jargon. Yeah. Got to grab some of those low-hanging fruit, Rob. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jargon. That's what we need more of in this world. Well, I'm back from my Spreaker uh, retreat in Bologna, Italy. So I just got back a couple days ago. It was hot. Poor humid, baby. Oh, sticky. what a terrible trip. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about all of the, uh, <laughs> the all, all the bad parts about the trip so you can feel good uh, about not going. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it was a beautiful place. Uh, that country, Bologna, Italy, is a beautiful place to be in the early summer time frame. Um, you know, lots of sunshine, lots of uh, great food, and and uh, great people. You know, the speaker team is an amazing group of young people that uh, have a lot of passion and energy for uh, creating a terrific uh, experience for podcasters. And uh, that's what the whole point of that meeting was: is to kind of flush out uh, team related. Uh, things that we need to work on and try and come up with some ideas on what we want to do for the platform and kind of just come together, you know, and become a stronger team that works together. So that was the whole point. We had fun too. So we play like a game. It's called, uh, it's called Mafia. (laughs) Well, that's appropriate. Yeah. So I was going to say, I probably should have said that, but it's it's basically a game where you uh, have a, have a couple of killers and, and uh, have a couple of uh, witches and, People close their eyes and and then they they wake up and do. I mean, it's this whole complicated game that the whole team plays together. And basically, it's a lot of fun because people role play, but it really exposes people's personalities. As sounds they, terrifying, uh, as they play like a detective or they play, a, you know, a killer or they play a witch or they play a doctor or they, you know, all these different role playing things that you do. So it's all about team building, working together. And then we did a couple of other kind of exercises. Uh, this time we did it with Legos, where we basically uh, took a problem that we were trying to solve as a company and we solved it by uh, building Legos. Um, so Wow, and, I never heard of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically like Lego storytelling. So you basically create a a story around a particular um, creation of a Lego, right? And you kind of create all the pieces and that tells the the story from a visual perspective of what you're trying to communicate so so as you look at features and functions and perception of how you know we're trying to solve something from a technology perspective you just basically use those visual elements to to uh, show and demonstrate what you're trying to solve with legos so anyway it's a a challenging kind of a puzzle that we all had to solve but we're all you know, we're all kind of technologists and, and things like that. So we like to solve problems. And um, and using that visual element kind of applies a different element of application. And it helps you uh, share that with others. So you basically get up and you tell a story about what you created with your Legos that fits into some sort of a piece of solving a piece of the, the puzzle that's trying to be solved from a technology perspective. So, so anyway. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. 
cool. Yeah, so we did that kind of stuff. You guys get to uh, play with toys at work. That's yes, nice. Yes, I did. I was very, uh, you know, these were like regular Legos. I mean, like you would, this whole Lego thing is, uh, is, is a big thing, you know. There's a lot of people building big sculptures out of Legos these days. and Well, we have Legoland uh, down here about an hour and a half yeah. away in uh, San Diego in Oceanside. So, uh, wait, Oceanside? Where is that? Yeah. I think it's like in Encinitas. It's like right there. So, it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I've never so been. Anyway, I wanna... So, yeah. so that, that, that was great. And we all, all went out for pizza and we all um, ate together every night and, and went, went for walks and just did activities. I got to visit a location where wireless phones were in, invented back in the 1800s. The, it's the house where Marconi um, basically invented uh, wireless communications. That's actually radio, in, right? Okay. In, in Bologna. Well, actually, wow. it's wireless cell phone technology. And it's when? In the just, 1800s? Yeah, 1895, I think, is when Marconi invented um, kind of cellular wireless communications technology. And uh, ah. so I got got to spend time at, at that and took pictures of that. And I should probably share those as well. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. um, it was a great trip. And next, we do that every six months or so. So we'll get together. We'll probably get together... The talk is Barcelona or Sicily uh, this next time. So we'll see. But anyway, we should move on with the show. We've talked enough about other stuff. Uh, Well, we all want to see the photo, so. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So on on the show today, let's let's move on. I want to talk about uh, setting up a podcast RSS feed. uh, And kind of some things that uh, Spreaker has done to our, our tools. Um, and just the, all the different pieces that you need to get it set up. Cause I, cause I know a lot of speaker hosts shows on the platform, um, don't necessarily maybe have their RSS feed set up completely, uh, because it is a little bit of a complicated issue. And I just wanted to kind of, um, cover that a little bit. You know, you need to think about cover art images, which, uh, is a big part of it. Series descriptions and making those, um, you know, current in the platform and, and you also have to maintain those too. You have to. I, I would recommend regularly updating your cover art images, and that's that square art that represents your your show. I would update that every few months or something like that with an update. There's a new one coming for the Speaker Live Show that uh, the team is working on, so we'll we'll soon have a new piece of cover art for this show. Cool. And and that series description, you know, it needs to be tweaked and improved. As the show morphs and changes, which uh, these things are like a like a, a person almost, they they change a little bit over time, and you need to keep them fresh and keep them updated. And then occasionally, um, as far as managing your RSS feed, you need to change hosts. So let's say you're currently with uh, hosting with some other company right now, and you want to move to Spreaker. Well, there's technology that you can use to get make that happen. You can take your existing RSS feed and import it into our importer tool that will basically suck all of the content out of that RSS feed and recreate it in the Spreaker platform. Uh, so it's a really easy to kind of transfer and migrate. Uh, and then the other part of that puzzle too is that then you have to redirect the traffic that uh, is coming from that other RSS feed. So let's say you submitted that RSS feed to iTunes and other places um, that's basically um, establishing your distribution for your show, then you have to set up what's called a 301 redirect that will redirect that those those requests for that RSS feed to point to Spreaker. So you can do that on a competitive platform. Spreaker supports that as well. If you go into the, the RSS feed customization area in the Spreaker CMS tool, 
you can go to a page uh, called RSS Customization. It's under each of the uh, shows, and you can set up uh, a manual feed. You can set up an automatic feed, which I'm not a big fan of, um, but you can also set up a uh, redirect. So you can set up a redirect to point to, let's say you want to move from Spreaker, you want to move over to one of our competitors. Uh, we enable that as well, just like all of our co- competitors enable their podcasters to move from from them to, let's say, us. So it, we've created, I mean, a lot of the big players in the podcasting space all kind of realize that people need to be given choices. And choice involves being able to move between hosting platforms because we're all a little different. If you look at our, all of our competitors, everybody's a little bit different about what they focus on and what they specialize in and features and functions. And if if uh, you happen to be with a competitor and you want to do a live show, oftentimes people will move off of those platforms that don't support doing live shows and move over to Spreaker. And we need to make it easy for people to move back and forth from different hosting platforms um, to create a terrific kind of customer experience around that stuff. And Alex, what's your thought on all that stuff? Well, I got a question for you, Rob, because you said this a few times, and now I actually want to get underneath this thing. So you're not a fan of the automatic RSS feed. And I remember you saying that on a previous show, and I went back in, and lo and behold, myself, Alex Exum, I, had it set up automatically. So I said, well, this isn't good. So I went in, and what I really was able to do was select several more categories, right? So I think it just by right. So automatically, I think they put me in one, which was fine. It was society and culture, but it you know I wasn't able to select some of the others, news and politics, and yeah. uh, I, I was had a hard time coming up with the third. But what I'm getting at is you have to do that, right? And I didn't realize that when Spreaker does the automatic, which is fine. I mean, most people don't want to fiddle around with this stuff because if you do too much with the RSS feed, you might break the feed, but. I think most people should go in there and at least do the manual because it's not that hard to do, right, no. and and switch it over. But why do you think that it's not such a good idea, Rob? Is it – what's the benefit of doing it manually? Well, the, the benefit of doing manually is that you, you can take advantage of um, all of the uh, specific namespace um, tags that are available to you for iTunes and Google Play. Um, that are right. that are a little different, right? The the automatic basically is basically a generic RSS feed that uh, isn't very specialized to a particular distribution platform like iTunes or or Google Play. Um, so you can set up a little bit different kind of um, tags in your RSS feed that delivers, like you were just saying it. Uh, if you set up the iTunes. RSS feed in the manual setup area, you can set up three different um, topic categories. Or if you do it right. in the automatic area, you only get one. And that's yeah. that's not even, as far as I know, I, I have to go in there and look, but uh, I don't even believe that that category is even an iTunes category. So um, so you're, you're basically kind of shortcutting yourself on um, – being able to fully support all of the capabilities that are that are given to you in a a manual RSS feed, right? That well, that makes sense. And and additionally, I noticed it will put the Spreaker, which is fine, the Spreaker.com website URL, 
which is fine. Most, I mean, not most, but there are some users who don't even have their own website. But, you know, it might – some people might, you know, especially business users, right, who are trying to generate traffic, they might want to go in and customize it to their, you know, robgreenly.com account or whatever. Right, Rob? That's so right. that's another benefit, yeah, of going in there. So, I mean, a lot of users, I think, don't fiddle around with their RSS feed because they're worried that, 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 that like you're saying, they're a little gun-shy maybe. So well, they might want to look at it. They just don't. I mean, a lot of people just don't understand what they are. I mean, what an RSS feed mm. is, and 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 if they do have some understanding that um, that they need one, um, it's it's there. It's being generated automatically for them, and and they think that they're fully covered, you know, or they have what they need. But what they sometimes some of our users don't even know what they what they have available to them that they're not taking advantage of. And I guess that's and sometimes we don't either. Yeah, right, I, mean, I mean that's that's going to happen today on the show. I just haven't got to it yet, but but it's it's going to be something that that uh, that, that happens on on occasion. Uh, I mean, sometimes we just don't know what what we're missing, right? And and this is one of those things that I wanted to point out that is an opportunity that um, that some people are missing out on. So yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, let's see here. Um, and then um, the namespace changes, um, I wanted to also talk a little bit about um, with with Apple, which kind of rides along with this a little bit too, um, is just this past week there was a big announcement um, from Apple putting out saying that uh, – Apple's going to add some some new tags, and they put out some some data. Um, and I can go into this a little bit. I actually, if you wanted to go and listen to the the, the last episode that's in the um, the Speaker Live Show feed, you'll see an episode in there that looks different from the others, and that's that's an episode that I I did uh, with my co-host from the other show that I do uh, called the the new media show. And we, we went into a lot of detail about this, this topic of what Apple's doing with their, their new podcast support where they're, they're doing a major update to their podcast listening apps on iOS, doing a major kind of um, change to what they're doing. Um, They put out some numbers that were really interesting too. I don't know if you saw these Alex, but um, the, the overall consumption of, of, of podcast show episodes uh, it was 10 billion in 2016. I don't know if you saw that number. Yeah, with a B, folks, yeah. not million, billion. That's yeah. Ten, insane. 10 billion. But but the most other interesting thing that they put out too in here was about 33% um, of those those uh, plays or downloads um, were were streams, um, and and about 66% were were, were downloads. Um, so. That distribution and that that power of of um, downloads is still a major factor here, and the stream plays or that third of the the, the actual stream plays basically grew at the same proportion as the downloads. Um, so we're seeing kind of a, a a growth of users of podcasting that's going in two directions simultaneously, and that's the the growth of downloads still continues. But the growth of um, click play experiences or streams um, is also growing at the same rate. So uh, I don't know. I mean, Alex, 
is that pretty clear on, I mean, did I explain that right? Or do you understand what I'm trying to say there? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, well, maybe because okay. I'm looking at the numbers here because I have it in front of me too. Yeah, that's I don't right. know if that definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to make that PDF uh, from Apple available to people. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they can look as as well. But I, I've got to say, I was shocked. Ten billion. Yeah. Ten billion in 2016. I mean, I what other? I'm trying to think of what other medium has such a reach. I mean, I, was, I guess you know. You'd have to pick, I guess, the entire aggregate, right, of television or radio or whatever. But just ten—that's got—that's a huge number, Rob. I was just—I was shocked when I saw that. Um, and the streaming um, doesn't surprise me. I'm sure more people, um, you know, sixty-six percent downloads. Um, that seems about right to me, right? I mean, I do stream some podcasts, but the majority, you know, a lot of them you want to download for later. Um, and you know, the uh, what was it? I'm sorry, 14 million episodes exist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just so we're in a crowded space. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's a lot, and then what? 400,000 podcasts um, that I series mean, now exists worldwide. So, and there's, I mean, how many are launching every day? Every day, yeah, Rob. I've, there's a new podcast. I, think I heard Apple told me when I was down there uh, about a year and a half ago that it was about 1,500 uh, per per uh, per week or launching 1500 new shows a week or launching or or it could be even be more than that and then you have i'm sure the die-off right there's i'm sure some people are pod fading and things like that yeah but but still i i, don't, I can't think of any other i mean maybe i'm wrong but i can't think of any other medium and there's a lot of youtubers and stuff like that where people are really just jumping in i mean there's so many new podcasters there's not really that many new youtube channels that are hugely successful we know you know some of the big ones pewdiepie and some of these other people who have got you know multi-million you know views on every single video um but they're I don't know. There's, there's, that's becoming rare as at the AdSense apocalypse mm-hmm. has kind of happened. So I don't, I mean, this just seems like with the, the, everyone's jumping in on podcasting every day. I was telling you before we started the show, I just found a new service, podcasting service. There's always something new coming on in promotion. We were talking about this girl who has a new uh, podcasting workbook. I mean, it's just every day there's a new service, a new podcast is launching another famous person. I saw in this report that you, the PDF that you have, Rob, Anna Ferris who I love. I think she's a hilarious actress. I've loved her for years. She has a podcast. I didn't even know about that. Now I'm going to have to start li- listening to that one. It's another <laughs> one on my roster. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, just a lot of activity in the podcasting community. A 2017 seems to be like a, a takeoff year. I don't know what you think, Rob, you've been here for a long time, but it seems like this year things are ramping up. I, I mean, yeah, well, they've been ramping up over su- successive years, but but it does kind of seem like it's it's continuing to reach higher points, right? Higher levels of uh, of activity, and I'm seeing it with a lot of events around the country. I'm I, I'm getting engaged to participate in events scattered all over the the country. I'm talking about you know radio and podcasting related conferences and. And and things like that that people are doing panels and discussions about podcasting. It's just it's peaking. Uh, it's continuing to to grow. And Apple is also uh, supporting podcasts in 155 countries. Alex. Yeah, that's big. That's huge. I don't listen yeah. to many. I mean, I don't. I guess because I speak English, I don't listen to many other podcasts around the country. I was listening to one in Ireland for a while on Spreaker, actually, but they kind of pod faded. So yeah, I mean. It's just getting bigger. It's gonna get. It's just gonna get bigger. 
Yeah, I had mentioned about the new Apple namespace tags, and these are basically um, tags that basically allow you to put information into your RSS feed. Um, But Apple's going to be supporting um, a bunch of new tags um, to support serialized programs, um, shows that uh, are like... um, in like book format where they they have a, a first episode, second episode, third episode, and you want your users to start with the first episode. Um, they're going to allow you to reorder the, um, the shows in your feed and to create seasons as well. So you can have like season one, season two, season three. Um, and these are all tags that are going to be supported by Spreaker. Um, actually, our, 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 our programming side or our engineering team is already scoping this out uh, to be added to, to the platform. Um, the, the episode numbers uh, will be separate from episode titles. Uh, so you'll be able to number an episode as a separate tag in your RSS feed from your titles. So like on this show, I usually put uh, SLS like 16 or something like that. And mm-hmm. then it's like a dash. And then I'll put the, the actual title of the episode well, the new changes to the Apple ecosystem will allow me to put the episode number as a separate tag from the episode title. So I'll have more space to be able to put a more descriptive uh, text reference to each of the episodes. It'll be separate from the, the episode number. Um, so things like that. Um, the whole seasons thing is actually huge. For you know, A lot of the big uh, popular podcasts are playing with seasons right now i'm not a big fan of seasons i can see a place for it in this medium it's usually seasons i don't know alex what you think about it but well sure like a short run podcast series maybe like serial i guess right yeah i mean or they and one of the reasons that they do seasons uh especially the the really big podcasts is that they they have a limited production run that they're doing based on their budget or based on the the, the topic that they're focused on for that season and it takes its run and then they change they, they have to regroup and change gears and and pre-record a bunch of more audio to produce the next season right? because it's a diff- usually a different topic or a different story uh, so it's it, it's just a different pattern of producing podcasts and Apple is now now supporting that that problem yeah i guess if it works for the show i guess i can't see the benefit for me having it yeah, broken I down don't, in the seasons i don't yeah. see a big reason to have seasons either uh, myself with what i do because to me podcasting is a marathon run it's not a yeah. sprint stop quick sprint stop you know that's actually not a very smart approach to building um it's horrible a, a listener base um so i think this change really caters to you know a certain subset of the podcasting space um, that uh, well, yeah. is capable of doing that, right? It's and sometimes it's a little bit in my mind a little counterintuitive sometimes to what we tell people to do, right? Consistency, constantly produce. Yeah. You know, even though nobody's going to listen to the first ten or twenty podcasts, just keep going, and yep. you know you'll find your voice, you'll find your audience, you'll you'll get a little tribe going, but. Yeah, I, I don't know about you know breaking it down into it kind of gives people incentive to quit or to stop and take a break. I don't like that idea. Yeah, and they may not start up again. Um, yeah, no, you and, bet. Yeah, like we've talked about, and then also the, they're going to have a special tags for episode type too. So there's going to be three different types of episodes that you can publish to your feed as well. There's going to be like their the default full episode. 
Um, and then there, there's going to be what they call trailers, uh, which would be like a promotional piece. Um, oftentimes a lot of big shows will put up a promotional piece, like a, like a little teaser audio mm -hmm. clip, um, that will give you an idea of what the show's about, or this is something that you can, you can, you can do that on Spreaker. I mean, can, Spreaker has yeah. the intro type thing. Well, no, I'm, this is a, for a full episode. So it, it's going to have a, like a special, um, way that you can add and even remove those trailers if you want to, and it won't disrupt your, your regular episode flow. So it'll be treated somehow separately. And I'm not sure exactly how, hmm. how the, okay. the UI is going to change for this. Plus the other one that they're creating a separate tag for is bonus episodes. Those will be episodes that are in addition to your regular episodes. Well, um, wait a second. So you can maybe have to pay for that, or what's the point of the bonus episodes? It's I don't possibility, understand. and I, I I speculated on the new media show that exact point was uh, this may set up um, Apple to create a uh, a, a paid uh, breakout for podcasting. So it's, you know, like a separate um, bonus it's about time subscription, right? So you could create yeah, bonus episodes I mean just for your subscribers that are paying you. Um, and, and that could, or per episode. I mean, right. Yeah. Let's say you're doing an interview and it's, you've only got an hour and then you have the bonus extra, you know, hour and they got to pay for that if they want it, you know, yeah. so that I think I love that business model. I think that might work. People would pay for that extra hour, you know, um, whatever you're going to sell them some, whatever bonus material. So I like that idea. I didn't know that was coming. And they're, they're going to also break out two areas. They're going to have an episode summary. Uh, which is currently in the the uh, namespace for Apple right now, but they're also going to have what's called a episode note, and the the episode summary will not support HTML, um, but the episode note uh, will will support some rich HTML tags, uh, so you'll be able to still have that um, that HTML reference in the 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 Apple ecosystem, but um, it's typically been done in the summary area uh, with a um, it's called a C data area that uh, you could add some HTML tags, but I guess that's being removed. So it has to now go into the um, episode note area. So, and for most and Rob, people, that's that's kind of way over and above what their what their knowledge base is of this stuff. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, yeah, they were getting in the weeds there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did notice something that a lot of people probably would like to know. I saw the cover art size change. It went to 3,000 by 3,000 pixels. Wasn't it 4,000 by 4,000? Uh, no, it's been, it's, it's been 3,000 by 3,000 for a couple of years now. Where, where am I getting this 4,000 by 4,000? I, I just made a, I redid a cover to make sure I had – wait, hold on. Let me go back. Yeah, I think it's only 3,000 by 3,000. So the uh, two recommended sizes – uh, or, or I'm sorry, I'm confused. I'm confusing too. 1400 by 1400 yeah. and 3000 by 3000. Yeah. Gotcha. Never. Sorry. Got it. So that's like the 1400 by 1400 is the minimum spec, and 3000 is uh, if you want to live with the 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 big cover art uh, players in the podcasting space. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know. Know. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm not supporting 3,000 by 3,000 with what I'm doing with this show. Um, okay. So, and one of the only reasons why you would do 3,000 by 3,000, if you had a show that you felt that you had a great shot at being able to be featured 
in like the the um, Apple. Um, so fourteen, they won't feature you. Well, there's less likelihood that they will feature you at the fourteen okay. level than at the three thousand level. Okay. Um, so so it's just it's just most Macs are moving more and more towards four K screens, uh, which means that they need more pixels to be able to display your your cover art. Okay. Uh, kind of what it going to have to make another cover art again and go up bigger, I guess. Yes. Yeah. If you want to play that game, if you think you can get uh you know, a major feature in the um the iTunes platform and also caters to the Apple TV cuz the Apple TV is now being used on more 4K televisions uh and, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. want to display your cover art, you know, relatively large on that screen. And for them to actually do that, they, they need more pixels, which is, I think, what I was saying just a minute ago. But um, okay. And well, let's let's move on from that, Alex. Uh, I would say that the big news um, that the team uh, has made a change to the Spreaker platform to enable a little bit more privacy, Alex. Yeah, it's it's nice to finally see that. Uh, Privacy is uh, around uh, hiding your total play and user profile stats. So your play and downloads, uh, there's a little uh, checkbox you can check in your privacy settings area off of your profile that will enable you to turn off all of the stats from being visible publicly. So this is this is a feature that I, I, I asked for uh, and pushed for with the Spreaker team for probably a good year and a half now um, to just basically give people the option to turn it off. The, all, all of the accounts um, come default turned on. So you, you have to physically go in here and make a choice that you want to um, take down all of your play stats from being publicly visible. So I don't know, this is a little bit of a controversial area. I think we, we kind of ran into this uh this area somewhat um, just a few months ago, right? Uh, where the speaker team decided to take down all play data and all download data off of there. And it created quite an uproar with, uh, with users of speaker, as you recall, remember? Well, yeah, I remember I threw a hissy yeah. fit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and now you have a choice. And I, I think that's the key takeaway here. Yeah, I, I can see benefits for both for having them, and we've discussed that previously on the show for having and not having. So I think it's a good option. Uh, but the, you know, users should know that it's at the uh, account level, not at the show level. So it's going to be on all your shows if you have multiple shows like I do. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the next thing I'm going to ask the team for is to give it the option to make it at show level only. Um, but I, I I can see why if you opt in to make it um, profile level that that makes it easier. For, for users, but I think you should be able to go in and turn it on for individual shows, maybe. Might, might be the yeah. next step for us here. I don't know. Give me some feedback on that if you think that that's a good idea or, or not. Because, I don't know, Alex, is there a case, you think, for making your numbers available on different shows than other shows? Absolutely. And, you know, for me, on my mainstream, the XM experience, I would like to have my numbers. I think it helps. I think if people see that you've gotten a couple hundred or even a couple of thousand or 10,000 listens, that makes them want to listen as well. Conversely, 
you might not have many listens on a show or a new series, right? Let's say you're you're launching a new series, and I, I thought about that uh, recently when I, ha- I have a separate voiceover. Uh, I don't even want to say it's a show, right? It's just a repository, so I can point people if they want a voiceover. Here's some of my previous ads and work that I've done. So. In those instances, you might – there's really no reason to have the numbers, right? They're not really interested in – they want to hear your demo. They're not really interested in how many people have listened. But let's say there's only 30 or 40 listens. Are they going to look on it and say, hey, how come nobody else has listened to this, right? Yeah. So th- there might be a case for turning it off and especially if you have a business-type podcast. Rob and I were discussing someone who has a Spreaker podcast and they have a product. So it might be in their best interest if they, you don't see all their numbers because if they're selling something – uh, you know, maybe they don't want to. Be, you, they don't want you to be distracted by that. They want you to listen to the content to go to the whatever the call of action is. That's what they're interested in. They don't want you to actually look at the numbers and the statistics and make a base a decision on that, right, Rob? So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it can go both ways. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think I there's... think the answer is what they did is put the power in the user's hands. Yeah, and and I think that there. I agree with you. I think that there there are situations where. You don't want to display your stats, and I think uh, those need to be available. And I, th- I honestly think that may have um, may have ho- held uh, many people from creating an account on Spreaker. Mm, you think so? Yeah, I think so. I and yeah. they didn't want because a lot of others don't. A lot of others yeah, don't. Right? Well, actually, yeah. none of the other platforms except for I think there, there's just a couple out there. Um, SoundCloud yeah. does it. They they make numbers available, and. I, don't know if Blog Talk Radio does, uh, but as far as I know, I think think those are the only ones that that do. Um, And and we do, too, as well. It's just that we give people the option not to, so – which I think, and I, I got to admit, it does yeah. make if you, if you go to a podcast, right, and you don't see the numbers, and it sounds good, and everything, you know, it sounds professional, and they, decent mics and everything, uh, you might think the show's a lot bigger than it really is, right, Rob? So it can it can work in your benefit. I mean, especially if you're just starting yeah. out, you know. I mean, it, you know, wow, this is a great show. They must have, you know, ten thousand downloads per episode, you know. And then but you, it could also create a another dynamic that maybe we haven't thought about is is maybe people. Will think uh, well, they're not showing their their stats on this show because it's not very popular. <laughs> yeah, right. What do they got to hide? Yeah, that's, exactly. that, that's, that's me. That's my suspicious nature of everybody's show. If they're not yeah, showing their yeah. numbers, I always wonder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, because because you would normally think that uh, that as as people grow their shows and their shows become large, right? They're gonna uncheck that box. They're going to be proud, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I'm getting 5,000 plays a show. Of course, you're going to want to show exactly. that. Exactly, I want to show that off, yeah. So, you know, and that's just kind of kind of human nature, I think. So, but yeah. anyway, it's 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 what it is. And it's, I, I, I believe it's what, you know, you, our podcast uh, users, I, I think, are looking for. So uh, ho- hopefully we did the right thing here. Please let us know. Um, yeah. Well, let's see how many people turn off the numbers. We'll see. And, you know, we have yeah. a bunch of podcasters that listen to this show on Spreaker. So we'll see if they just go sh- turn that privacy setting off. Yeah. I mean, I, I turned it off for or on rather. So, yeah. you know, just to give it a try and see what the reaction is. Um, I do think that a lot of our Spreaker, um, hosts actually, um, use the show pages as a place to go see their stats. Um, yeah. it's not, because what we found is a lot of people uh, that use the Spreaker platform don't go into their stats area. They only look mm-hmm. at their stats on their episode pages. 
So yeah, it, well, it, because I think we're all trained as the the number of listens is the bread and butter, right? How many yeah. flipping listens? That's all anybody cares about and downloads, I guess you could say. And you can yeah. see that right on the page. So I think that they're not interested in where they came from, what time of day, you know, what shows yeah. are doing better, which they really should, right? I mean, if you're doing one show that gets 5,000 listens and the other one gets five, I mean, you might want to look into that. So, I mean, there's, well, a, there's a lot of information in the CMS. Yeah. And one of the big th- um, other things that came out of the Apple announcement was that they're going to make available to uh, podcasts um, play data. I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard about I that. I saw that. But yeah. So, which means that they're going to share with you how far people are listening into episodes. Which is good. Uh, on their platform, which is something that's been missing. Uh, I like it. I mean, a lot of times um, podcasts that are downloaded through the Apple ecosystem, nobody knows if those episodes were ever played. Yeah, and I think that's going to change a lot of uh, – see, I like real numbers, and I think it's going to change the way people produce podcasts, the, the length. We always, we're always arguing about the length, right, of uh, how long it should be, and I think that will definitely help people because I am still not 100% sure that these super long podcasts are good. I just – based on my attention span and others, you know, and how far I get through some of these longer podcasts. So now we can see. We'll be able to actually look at some We'll be able to numbers. know for sure. That's right. So yeah. but it's going to be interesting for the advertising business though. So I'm taking bets. I'm taking bets. <laughs> okay. You're taking bets. All right. Well, let's, let's move on, Alex, and talk a little bit about um, some listener comments that we got yeah, sure. over the last couple of weeks. Uh, coming out of, I believe, um, uh, our last episode, episode 15, uh, Linda Irwin jumped in there and and talked talked about uh, she personally prefers uh, the term online radio or you know internet radio with or without archives. I, I guess you know we talked a little bit about the distinction between podcasting, online radio, um, and. And she thinks, uh, when I think of the word podcast, it makes me think of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure <laughs> what you think about that. but uh, It's a creative uh, comment. It, no, it is. It is. Uh, Alinda, if you could explain a little bit more to us about that, um, that would be interesting. And we'll, we'll share that episode. And then the Internal Monarch, which I, I think you mentioned him, um, is another Jeff listener to the show um mm-hmm. canvas is what i use to make most of my images um so canvas is a software program that you can get i, I believe it's just an app right uh canva it's yeah c-a-n-v-a dot com yeah yeah is it an app for windows and mac or is it just a mobile app uh, you know i don't even know if they have a mobile app but i use the website and you can uh you know design your cover art there um gotcha. For free, you know they they have a paid version where you get more bells and whistles. Yeah, and uh, Linda Irwin also uh, wrote about downloading the Levelator software, which is uh, a software program that I've I've recommended on this show to normalize all all of your audio uh, in your recordings. So let's say you, you record your episode and you had a guest on, and and the guest was at a completely different audio volume level than than you are. You can just use this little levelator tool. It's a free tool. It's uh, it's at l e v e l a t o r, uh, and if you go to um, 
The address is conversationsnetwork.org slash levelator, and that's L-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R. You can get this free software. Just drag and drop your WAV files in here, and it'll normalize them at a level that uh, has good volume, uh, good balance between um, maybe separate uh, segments of your of, of your audio recording, and make it sound you know clean and professional. So um, that's that's uh, that's a great tool. I I use it all, all the time. I you know if an episode of this show. Uh, gets out of whack like that. I'll, I'll I'll download it and then import it into the levelator and then re-upload it to update the uh, the copy that's on the server, and it'll be a much more you know listener-friendly experience to listen to the episode if it's been normalized. So Alex, yeah, and it's super easy for users, right? You just drag and drop the the file, yep, and, and it, it converts it. it. Yeah, it, it, it there's no settings. There's nothing that you have to do other than just. Drag that WAV file, so it has to be a WAV file. It can't be an MP3. Um, so you have to convert it in some sort of software, um, and then you drop it in there, and it just does it all for you. It spits it out in the same folder, and you just rename it, um, maybe re-encode it as an MP3 file, and you're good to go. You just upload it, and you're done. Yeah, and it sounds good. The results that come out are really good, and you know, it basically just does all the magic in the background. If you're not familiar, if you're not, you can do the same thing with Audacity or PreSonos or Pro Tools or you know whatever DAW that you're using. But most people who are podcasting aren't going to get into all that, right, Rob? So this is great for podcasters. You yeah, just drag, drop, and you're done, and it's yeah. free. Absolutely, sure. We should mention that. <laughs> yeah, and I I'll put a link to it um, on, in the show notes. So you'll be able to get get access to that um, and download it, and it should run on a Mac or or Windows 10 or any oper- any of the Windows operating systems. I mean, I run it on Windows 10 myself, so it uh, it, it it works great. So so, but anyway, Alex, is there anything else, Alex, that you can think of that we should talk about? Uh, no, nothing that comes to mind. The only thing I would say um, for other people, like you know, because we're always talking about using uh, Spreaker. Uh, studio, you can, I don't know if people are aware of this, but when you're recording, cause I, I, I learned this when I was doing my live broadcast over the, the weekend, you can do the broadcast 24 hours. Then you can do the broadcast. Um, as you know, Rob, so it's 24 hours. It's unlimited, right? But there's not going to be an audio backup of it. Yeah. You're not um, going to record it. Yeah. You're not going to record it. You can do it offline or you can do it online. So I just wanted to say be careful uh, because I initially started and I wouldn't have had a backup copy. And, you know, uh, some people I know want to have that archive copy. So I just, I, you know, just a little reminder, a little friendly tip, you know, the well, tip of the you, day. That? I mean, if you do it live, just just do it like an, a live episode, right, that's, um, you know, within your – your time frame, whether it's up to three hours or whatever on the platform. Yeah, most people aren't going to yeah. go that long, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then just, uh, you can save a copy of it to your desktop as you're using the, the software. Um, or it, it'll be saved up to the, the, the cloud. Um, and that will be recorded. Um, uh, but you have to designate it. Um, and it's probably a good idea to set any kind of live show that you're doing to record to the desktop. Yeah. Anyway, just so yeah. you don't you don't lose it. It's just a checkbox as part of your your live stream settings screen that you have in the software. You'll see a list of little dialog boxes that you um, can check, and um, and, it, and it gives you that ability. It also gives you the ability to publish something 
um, that's private too that won't be made available as a download um, either so it gives you that option as well but uh, well we should probably call it a show it's a little bit uh, shorter of an episode I think we're like only at like 45 minutes which I think nice is, tight show is like plenty it. I think yeah. we've been going going closer to an hour lately so so I think uh, we can we can wrap it up for this week thank you so much for listening to the speaker live show it's always great to have you uh, with us on this journey, this podcasting journey. And Alex, it's great to have you on the show too. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you as always, Rob. I appreciate it. Give uh, Spreaker a try. If you're uh, a podcaster um, uh, somewhere else, uh, you can certainly import your show over with us. Uh, if you're new and you want to start a podcast, Spreaker is a great place to, to, start, to start a show as well. Just go to Spreaker.com and and go go to our plans area and um, and get something set up and and reach out to us and let us know what your what your plans are and we can we can maybe give you some some direct advice on on the show here and we'd love to even get uh, audio submissions from uh, from any of you out there as well just uh, record something send us an MP3 file via email uh, you can send it to Rob at Spreaker dot com. Uh, and uh, we'll play it on the show and um, talk about what you sent us. So it's exciting to to have that kind of kind of connection with you. So let's uh, let's make it happen, as they say. But uh, Alex, thank you so much. Come back and listen to us next Wednesday, at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, from SpreakerLiveShow.com. dot com.